It's time for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, knowledge of the franchise community for franchise selection. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Franchise.City, a better way to buy a franchise. More info at Franchise.City. And FranServe, the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization. More info at FranServe.com. Now, here's your host, certified franchise consultant, Pamela Curry. Hello. So glad to be back in Atlanta and live in the studio. We've been hosting a lot of these shows remotely, and we actually get to do it live in the studio and be face-to-face. It's a good feeling. Um, I'm going to be introducing our guest here shortly. Uh, this is Pamela Curry. Uh, I am a certified franchise consultant uh, for aspiring entrepreneurs that are looking to invest in a franchise, as well as the host of Franchise Business Radio Show powered by Franchise City. This platform, the Franchise Business Radio Show, was founded to be a platform to bring together business professionals to connect, educate, and collaborate to serve those that are considering franchise business ownership. Today, we are going deep. And the reason why I say that is is because one of the very important topics we're going to be discussing is what is holding people and businesses back from achieving their full potential? On the show today, we have Steve Ciceri, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and founder of the Ciceri Companies. Uh, he's here to share and challenge us to live our best possible life at home, at work, and in the community. Steve, welcome to the Franchise Business Radio hey, Pam, Show. Pam, great to be here and so happy we're live in studio and not uh, <laughs> doing the Zoom thing. Uh, although, uh, you know, it, it's been the way we communicated for the last several years. I didn't know what Zoom was before the pandemic. Right? I really didn't. And now it's just a way of life for so many people. But uh, to me, it's about relationships and being together. So thank you for having me on your show. Really excited to be here today. I'm excited for you to share for our, with our listeners um, everything you've learned and a lot more. Uh, before we dive into the topic of reaching your full potential and more, uh, I really would like to share more about you. Sure. And your background. Uh, Steve, I know you worked with, you currently work with a select group of individuals and organizations to help them fully integrate their business success along with their personal success. Integrate being a key word there. Uh, Having started and owned uh, several companies across many different industries, I know you've seen the highs as well as the lows of the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Uh, You have been nominated as Inc. Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year, but also have experienced bankruptcy. Uh, Love that you are an open book. Uh, No doubt that businesses, organizations, as well as individuals like can benefit from your wins, losses, and lessons learned along the way. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Anything else you'd like to share around that? Well, I, I, again, I just think, uh, you know, everything we experience in life, the good, the bad, and the ugly prepares us for what comes next. And, and really what happens kind of dovetailing right into what, you know, stops people from their peak performances. I think a lot of times when people have those ugly experiences, whether it's a financial setback or relational setback, they get stuck in the moment. And, and they have a real hard time coming out of it. And they get focused on what's wrong with their life, what's wrong with the world. Uh, they become a victim, get a victim's mentality uh, versus going out there and saying, what do I need to do? What can I learn from this? There's always an opportunity to learn from any anything that you go through in life. And I've actually learned 
more about what not to do in business from you know people I've been involved with and from my failures that helped me to have the successes that I've had. So I, I, again, it all counts, and it's just a question of you know what's your mindset and perspective on how you deal with those setbacks when you get them. Uh, well said. It's all how you manage to it, right? Yep. It makes perfect sense. Well, let's go ahead and dive deep. Let's dive into some of these topics that I believe are going to definitely benefit everyone on a personal as well sure. as a professional level. Great. Uh, kind of the first question I'd like to throw at you is, is how to be the best and achieve the best at home and at work as well as in the community? Yeah. Um, well, again, it's a great question and one that I struggled with for a long time because, I, you know, when I was first coming up through the ranks, it was all about how to make money, how to grow your business. One of the first businesses I was involved with, the owners both had red 308 GTI Ferraris that were written off on the business. And their mantra was, if you do as I do and play by our rules, you too can have a Ferrari written off on the business. And I was like, I want a red Ferrari. Right. I want one of those babies. Uh, but what I learned over time was that playing by their rules and doing what they said to do meant I had to break everybody else's rules. And by the time I could afford the Ferrari, I had four kids and they weren't going to fit in there anyway. <laughs> so I, I kind of learned through you know that experience uh, and, and it kind of compelled me that when I started my own company, I was going to take the high road. I was going to do the right thing. And literally, it came down to two things, surrounding myself with the right people and surrounding myself with the right opportunities. So uh, again, it has to be an intentional mindset. The other word that I love with life uh, work integration uh, is the word intentional. And, and, and literally uh, being intentional on a personal and professional level, and I break it down into what I call the five F's of success, uh, faith, family, friends, finance, and fitness, and all, all about helping entrepreneurs make money, uh, but also helping them make a difference. And that's where the community comes in, not just about how much money can I make for me, but how can I make the world a better place and have specific goals specific to using the wealth that you create to help make the community and the world a better place with whatever you're passionate about, whether it's saving animals or saving kids, whatever it might be, you know, just as long as you're out there and have a bigger motive than just making money. So that's probably the biggest difference is I really try to get the people I work with to focus on all five of those areas. And what I've found is that if any one of those areas is missing, that it's going to create less fulfillment for them in life. And so we focus on that and come up with established goals in each one of those areas to help them be the best and achieve the best at home, at work, in the community. I like that. And, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, is it life balance or is it life integration? Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 I, well, I wrote a book called Clarity, how to get it, how to keep it and how to use it to balance your life. And I've since replaced the word balance with integration because our lives are always out of balance. It's like right now I've got four grown kids, I've got seven grandbabies and I've got two more on the way and literally just spent a week up in Baltimore with uh, three of our grandkids. And it was just an incredible experience. But I got to tell you, there wasn't a whole lot of balance going on <laughs> when, when when we were juggling the three kids, five and under, and their mom and dad got a much needed uh, a vacation to come down here to Atlanta and go to a wedding and, and kind of recharge their batteries. So yeah, I, 
I love the word integration a lot more than balance because, as you know, personally and professionally, there's always times where we're going to be out of balance, where we have to be, be a little more focused on work, and other times where we got to be a little more focused on what we want to achieve and accomplish on a personal level. But again, the intentionality of doing that and doing it with kind of a pre-prepared thought process of, hey, here's my goal. And I give you a, a quick example. My wife and I, uh, both tr- have the mantra, work hard, play hard. And literally, we try to get most of our work done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the rest of the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we travel, we do the things that we like to do, we like to eat out a lot. And and so we compartmentalize it and keep most of our work in those two or three days in the beginning of the week. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. It's great. <laughs> I'm going to adopt it. <laughs> Well, t- talk to us a little bit more. You, you mentioned you know, the the five F model. Sure. Can you go a little bit deeper around that? Well, I, I, again, the five F's kind of bubbled up from my own life experiences, and and again, working eighty hour work weeks. Uh, I, I remember my first business that I that I owned. It was called Champ Sports Shop. And it wasn't a franchise, but it was similar because there was 42 stores and their, their, the growth model was to have the two primary owners bring in a family member to be the owner operator. Well, they ran out of family and I was the, the, the Italian stallion manager and one of the uh, founders happened to be Italian and they liked me. So I was the third party, the first non-family member. And, and I got to actually own three of those businesses. And again, I thought that getting the there at seven o'clock in the morning and leaving at seven o'clock at night. You know, retail is detail. Uh, <laughs> I was in one of the best uh, the best malls in the country, Champs, uh, uh, down in Lenox Square in Atlanta. And literally from Thanksgiving on, I literally worked eighty to one hundred hours a week because you did twenty five percent of your business at that time, and that was with four small kids at home. Uh, and so it, you know, again, I kind of learned through that. I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, sure. and I was like. You know, I owned the business, but it felt like the business owned me. Mm. So, uh, again, learning from that, it was like I wanted to put myself in an environment, surround myself with, again, what we talk about all the time, the right people. Teamwork makes the dream work in whatever you want to yes. do, whether it's franchising or entrepreneurship, uh, and then really learned along the way how to systematize, how to empower other people, how to be intentional with how I spend my time, uh, and really focusing on something I call in my book, high payback activities, you know, and identify a, a high payback uh, activity as one of the three to five things you do on a daily basis that create the results that you get compensated for or create the results that move you closer to the the vision or mission of your company. And what I found is that those three to five things, when you're focused on those, it takes a lot of the minutia out. And then you delegate uh, the rest of what I call the low payback activities to other people who can do them better. And here's what I found out, Pam, you know this, for everything you and I hate to do, there's somebody that loves to do it and does it better than we do, right? Amen to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know what, you just gave me a visual uh, when you were sharing all of that and yeah. the visual that came to my mind, and you probably have seen people do this, where you have a, a vase or some glass bowl and you put the rocks in first. Oh, yeah. Stephen Stephen Covey puts the right. big rocks in first, and you mm-hmm. focus on what's important, and then the little stuff comes around. We, my wife and I, call it minutia. Mm-hmm. We try to get rid of the minutia in our life. And it's funny. I was listening to one of your other podcasts with Brad Sugar. Yes. By the way, if you haven't seen or listened to Brad, 
I highly recommend it. The, the, the guy is just, he's like the, the Australian Donald Trump. He's a, well, I take that back. The Donald Trump's gone a little yeah. downhill lately. Uh, but anyway, he's just amazing. And I would highly recommend listening to it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's, it, 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 it's all about, uh, being focused and intentional on the right things, surrounding yourself with the right people, and then having a vision of what it is you want to do. And then, uh, having those daily goals that lead to weekly goals that, you know, that, that's what I find holds most people back is they get up and they're flying by the seat of their pants without a real clear vision of what they want to do. And I know that because I was one of those guys for a long time. And the very first time I got stuff out of my head and wrote it down on paper, my brother and I developed a marketing plan and a vision to start Trillium Health Products. And three and a half years later, we had a $100 million business that sold a product called the Juice Man Juicer. Ah, tell, yeah. tell that story. Well, it's funny. My brother and I had been trying to get in business for, for a long time. And again, I was working in the retail uh, 80 hours a week. I had equity in the business. I, you know, so there was like a payday coming down the road, but I was just, it, it was like a ball and chain. I was anchored to it. And, and, and literally in retail, uh, it, it has become tougher and tougher to make a living with all of the online and direct to consumer. Um, but when <laughs> my brother called me up and he says, in the midst of all this and says, I need $50,000 to start this business. And I said, well, if you're starting this business, I'm coming with you. Let's start it. And literally he was in Seattle. I was in Atlanta. I, I, I live less than a mile from my house. And I said, well, why don't you come here? I'm married. I got kids. He's single and living the single. I goes, no, I'm, I'm staying here. So long story short, we started the business. And after about nine months, the company was doing over a million dollars in business. And he kept calling me up saying, I need you out here. I need you out here. I need you out here. And I was like, true story. I said, dear God, I, I need you to show me what you want me to do. I need you to hit me over the head and in no uncertain terms, tell me, do I stay here or do I go to Seattle? God's honest truth. Next day I come in, vice president of operations comes in. His name was Dave. He goes, Steve, we don't need you anymore. And literally I got fired. I walked out the door, got on a plane and the rest is history. Started a, a business that three and a half years later was doing close to a hundred million dollars in revenue. Doing that happy dance. Oh, go. It, All it, the way out the door. Yeah. And again, <laughs> it, it was a happy, it, it really was because I was so excited about it. Our mission was to help equip and educate people to live the healthiest lifestyle possible and and provide them with quality products and programs to do that. And and again, we were the first to come out with a product called the Juice Man Juicer before anybody knew what juicing was. The market for juicers at the time was 300,000. Two and a half years later, it was five to six million, and we owned 70% of the wow. market. And and again, we educated people and, and, and then provided them with these products, and it was just life-changing. And again, we believed it. I still juice twice a day. Before I came here today, I got up at five o'clock, did my devotion. I made juice for my wife, and then I had my juice, and I put it in a little smoothie. And and again, it it, it it's just gives me my energy to keep going. Yeah, and we were talking earlier. I know you get you got your, you know you got your F model right, your five F model. Oh yeah, and I know of. They're all important. So, I, however, I, when I was reading your book, Clarity, it, it was really relevant 
um, your thoughts around fitness and yeah. the level of importance that is. You even led with it in your book, Clarity. Well, I, I, I led with it for a specific reason, because when I was 13 years old, my dad died of a heart attack in my arms on the way to the hospital. And he smoked two packs of Camel non-filters a day. He worked 80 hours a week. I was one of eight kids, and I was like... Gosh, the stress he must have been under. And it's still, I mean, I still get choked up even thinking about it. And literally, though, that became my compelling reason why. Why I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to own my own business. And the why was I didn't want anybody to ever feel like I felt. And so I wanted to teach them how to eat correctly and provide them with opportunities and products to live a healthy lifestyle. And and we came up with this formula and, and we had some of the top nutritionists in the country, Dr. Michael Murray, who's a top naturopath. He's written over 30 books. Wow. Uh, Sherry Kelbaum, uh, she's got a master's in nutrition from John Bastier. She was on our board of directors. We had six full-time nutritionist on our staff back then. And and literally, we came up with this formula that basically 70% of our health is what we pass through our lips, 20% is exercise. Again, exercise accelerates the process of getting healthy, but if you're not eating correctly, it's going to mitigate the, the benefit. And then 20% is supplementation and rejuvenation. And, and I think, again, most people nowadays are just dying from a lack of sleep, they're plugged in 24 seven, whether it's Zoom, social media, Facebook. And, 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 and here's the, here's the reality. The, <laughs> the, 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 we're more connected than we've ever been at any other time in history. Yes. And yet we are more isolated. There's more level of depression and suicide rates are the highest they've ever been. So, uh, I, you know, again, taking care of yourself. And when I say fitness, it's not just health, it's nutrition, it's mentally, it's spiritually, all of those things are brought into it. Yeah, they all feed. They all well, integrate together. <laughs> well, well, they do. They integrate. And again, you know, you can be the most successful person in the world. And it's funny, in, that book, in the book, I said, no matter what kind of business you have, no matter how passionate you are at doing it, no matter how well, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're subsidized, if you violate rule number one, you're guaranteed to fail at business and life. And rule number one... One is don't die. And, 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 and again, I don't say that flippantly, but you know, the, 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 the chapter is we're all terminal. Don't accelerate the process. And most people do that. They contribute, you know, to their own poor health by not eating right, not exercising, not sleeping, all of the things that we just talked about. But, uh, again, to be successful, you got to have all five of those components. My wife and I have a pack. We, I'm 68 years old. I refuse. We refuse to let old people move into our bodies. So literally, you know, we work out four to five times a week. And and again, we're not health nuts. We eat right 80 percent of the time. But we found a new. Ben and Jerry's flavor. Can I say Ben oh, and Jerry's? Sure, you can. Cherry Garcia Crunch. It's like oatmeal <laughs> cookies and Cherry Garcia. It's to die for. But I got to run extra hard the next day. You know, the next day when I go out there. So absolutely, you don't have to deprive yourself no. to be healthy. Right? No, you can do that. We call it the eighty twenty. If you're doing the right thing eighty percent of the time, you need to reward yourself by binging that twenty percent. When I say binging, yeah. you know that for me, binging is a pint of a. I'm not going to yeah. say their name again. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite ice cream. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. totally get it. Uh, you know, all of it makes sense, right? Yeah. In in theory. <laughs> so uh, let's kind of get a little bit deeper on what is holding most people and businesses back from reaching this full potential that you're speaking to. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you another formula. Yeah. I just had this talk with a, a local college football team preseason, and uh, 
Uh, I said NT plus ASK times MD equals PPP. Does anybody know what that means? Mm-mm. No. Nope. Uh, na- Tommy Newberry uh, uh, came up this when we were working together in the 1% Club. Tommy, uh, New York Times bestselling author and amazing coach since 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we partnered up. And, and it's very simple. It's natural talent plus acquired skills and knowledge times mental discipline equals your personal performance potential. And, and, and here's the thing. It's like I told, like I told the football players, the coaches saw natural talent in them, but the difference between the men and the boys is what they do with the acquired skills and knowledge. What are they learning? What are they doing? Brad said, you know, you have to be a lifelong learner before you can be a lifelong earner. How and what and who are you surrounding yourself with that is lifting you up and teaching you how to be the best version of yourself? If you want to be a professional athlete, talk to a professional athlete. If you want to be a a, a franchise owner, talk to a franchise owner. How do you do it? I admire you. you? Here's what I found out, Pam. Nine out of 10 times, you'll get a no once in a while, but most of the people want to share their experience about, you know, how they got there, what they did. And, and the problem is people kind of curl up. Well, well, I can't ask them. I'd be afraid to do that. And we get stuck in this little box of, of fear where we're afraid. What happens if I succeed? What happened if I fail? What happens if they say no? And I'm like, well, what happens if they say yes? And I mean, most of my success in life has come from surrounding myself with people that were a lot smarter than me and asking questions about how, how, how. And again, I tell people now, I know a lot of stuff, but I don't know everything. And when I don't, I have a whole network of people that I refer other people to that can help them, again, pull themselves up to that next level. And and don't you generally, I mean, in your experience, think that people enjoy helping? People, I think, love to do it. Um, I, I When I work with people, part of what I do is helping them not only help themselves, but then how can they have that ripple effect? Again, not just making money, making a difference. How are you going to pay it back? Um, and, and again, the people that we surround ourselves with are doing one of two things. They're either lifting us up and closer to the person we're striving to become, or they're pulling us down away from the people we're striving to become. And there's no neutral territory. And the question is for everybody listening, who are you surrounding yourself with? Are they lifting you up? or Are they pulling you down? Are they moving you closer to the person you're striving to become? Or are they distracting you and moving you in the wrong direction? And sit down, analyze it, and make a tough decision. Do they stay or do they go? Yeah, that is a tough decision. Here, right? Here's the, here, three questions that I ask all my clients, and I usually don't give this away over air, but I'm going Please. to. Um, number one, will this relationship or opportunity create more joy or more stress in my life? Okay? Just think about Great that. question. Uh, just yeah. think about that. If, if you answer that question honestly, it's like when I do this and have my clients go through it, half the people they associate with go away. Right. Okay. And I, I bet you a lot of tears have been shed after that question, right? I, I've had a female client uh, who broke up with her significant other uh, after I asked the question, is he marrying material? Mm. Started crying and was like, well, then what are you doing? Then, you know, if not marrying material, you play, and, and, and I mean, she was older and it was like, you know, hey. TikTok. Uh, yeah, exactly. Second question, will this relationship or opportunity move me closer or farther from the person I'm striving to become at home, at work, and in the community? Again, wh- it, it all comes down to people and opportunities. And, and when you bring it through those two questions, it really helps you filter, you know, is this moving me in the direction that I want to go? 
And again, that's what's holding most people back. They don't know what direction they want to go. They don't know what their purpose in life is. They don't know why God put them on the planet. And they're trying to struggle and figure it out. And when they get frustrated, again, they go into the ugly mm-hmm. and start doing you know, the sex, drugs, rock and roll to <laughs> mitigate the fact that they don't know what they're doing. Third question, will this relationship or opportunity move me closer or farther from my financial goals? And when you answer those three questions, it becomes a black and white answer for you to sit down and understand, is this moving me closer and helping me become the person I'm striving to become? Or is this moving me farther away from that? That makes perfect sense. And, you know, it kind of comes full circle. It's kind of when you are able to answer those three questions, it helps eliminate that minutia. Well, it gets rid of the minutia and it gets rid of the people that are pulling you down. But here's the thing. How many people in your circle of influence do that on a daily basis? How many people ask themselves that question? And that's where the rubber hits the road when you really become self-aware of, of really what you're, what's holding you back because we all have the potential to be or do anything we want to do. And I'm not saying that flippantly, okay? It all starts here. The thoughts we hold in our head become the realities we hold in our hands. And the problem is what I call in my book, stinking thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I could never do that. My uncle Bob tried it and failed. Oh my gosh, what would people say if I succeeded? What would people say if I failed? And we start doing, the, the, letting the mind monsters take on over our thinking instead of, again, that word's coming up, being intentional on what we let in and program up here. And again, that comes through reading the right books, hanging out with the right people, listening to the right podcasts. Yes. And then it, it just all adds up and builds momentum to move you in the direction that you want to go. And what happens is, and I don't mean this in a mystical way, but when you start acting like that and surrounding yourself and putting out positive energy, it starts attracting the right resources and right people towards you. And everybody's either putting out that kind of negative vibe mm-hmm. or that positive, hey, I want to get to know these people because they got something that, that that's lighting up the room when they walk yes. in it. Yeah. Yep. Does I, that make sense? Oh, completely makes yeah. sense. You know, you hear about the self-talk of the stinking thinking. I love yeah. that. Uh, so real quick, um, because all of us sometimes have the stinking thinking start to come in. Any tip on how to say stop? I, I, I tell you what, I, I have my list of positive affirmations posted to the refrigerator and again, I have a compelling picture of my seven grandkids up there, okay? Uh, and, and literally, it, it goes something like this. Uh, I can do and be anything I choose to be. Uh, food is fuel. Movement is medicine. Uh, so I start thinking about, okay, what am I putting in my body? Is that helping me, moving me in the right direction? Uh, I told you before, my wife and I get up and exercise four or five days a week. Uh, and then affirmations. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yep. Uh, and, and, and then also one about, uh, I am having impact influence on my own life and on those around me. And so as I start looking at and reaffirming, as soon as a bad thought comes in, I either go to a Bible verse, I go to a quote, uh, I go to something that's going to help move me in the right direction. Um, there's a great quote by Nelson Mandela that talks about letting your light shine because, uh, you know, literally when you let your light shine and you overcome your fear, it automatically helps people around you. I'm getting goosebumps right yeah, now. Yeah, I love that. It, I know it, what you're it, it automatically to. helps people overcome their fear and lift them up out of the darkness. And, and again, if we're here, we're in a, and I don't want to be pessimistic, but we're in a pretty dark and dismal place. If you turn on the TV, if you turn on the radio, I, I, I mean, in politics just exasperates it. And so 
you know, you have to deprogram yourself. You have to filter what you let into your mind. And then you have to be that word again, intentional about your mindset. And, and, you know, my wife says to me the other day, are you happy? I said, yeah. She says, well, you forgot to tell your face, you know? And it's like, if we're really happy, it should manifest itself on the outside, you know, with what we do in business. And I, I actually brought a great book that I highly yeah. recommend called the happiness advantage. Oh, Okay, uh, 5,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. It's a Harvard psychologist who has, like, analyzed everybody in the basic premise of, you know, if I work hard, I get the right house, I get the right job, I get the right spouse, I'm going to be happy. When it's just the opposite, if you have a happy attitude, you're going to be more productive, more creative, you're going to uh, contribute more as a human being. And he does it all from a data driven base, not just, you know, like, hey, you know, if it feels good, do it. And and what I loved is, is, is this is what I've been teaching. This is what Brad uh, Sugar teaches. This is what Tommy Newberry teaches. And now it's backed up by empirical data that validates the efficacy of how we think manifests itself and what type of life we end up living. And and literally, here's the thing, you and I and everybody listening are 100% in control of what they do, what they think, what they let in, and what comes out the other side. Mm, so yeah, I totally agree with you. You can tell I'm like, a little no, fired up about, about this. No, <laughs> no, I, I, and I fully get it. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make any assumptions. I am familiar with affirmation statements yeah. and uh, not to put you on the spot here, but uh, can you give some tips about how you go about writing those affirmation statements, making them present, those those types yeah, of things? I, I, yeah, no, no, number one, you have to do something that's motivating to you, uh, okay, and, and find something that's inspiring. Uh, it's like when I wrote my goals, again, I, you know, there's, there, there, there's, there's three ways to learn. There's verbal, uh, there's, there's visual, uh, and there's kinesthetic, which is interacting with it. And I told my wife, well, there's four ways. She goes, what's the fourth? I said, two by four. I need to be hit over the head with a two by four. <laughs> but literally my goals, I wish I brought it. I have a goal map with a picture of uh, the five Fs, faith, family, friends, finance, and fitness. My fitness goal was me running the Peachtree Road Race uh, when I was 40 years old and I ran a sub 40 10K in 38.52. <clears throat> that was my goal. I had to train for 10 weeks. I didn't know how to do it. I went and found an all-American uh, a college athlete, a track star, who taught me, here's what you need to do. Here's how you have to train. Here's, again, everything we've been talking about. Find somebody that's already done it and do it. Right. So for me, a picture of what I want to achieve uh, is, is, is a great affirmation to begin with. And then again, come up with a quote, come up with a Bible verse. Um, uh, another one from, uh, Aristotle, anything that we learn to do, we learn by the actual doing of it. Okay. Everybody thinks about being in business. Everybody thinks about owning a franchise. And, and in my book, people say, well, Stephen, what's the difference between the people that do and the people that don't? I said, this is very profound. Listen for this. Ready? I'm ready. The people that do, do, and the people that don't, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happens in life till you take action on what you want to do. Nothing happens. After this podcast, uh, you know, if you don't do anything except, you know, listen to this, oh, that was some good stuff, and then, you know, go back to doing whatever you're doing, okay, write something down. Who do you need to call? Who do you, what book do you need to read? What is one action that you can take that's going to move you closer to becoming the person you want to become at home, at work, and in the community, and and then do it. 
Yeah, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I think that's taken already. Uh, yeah, that yeah. one is taken. Darn. Uh, yeah, excellent, excellent advice. Yeah. And, and you're right. Sometimes we hear this stuff, but how do we get motivated to yeah. to, to make it happen, to put action behind yeah. the the dreams, the dream of it? Yeah. Uh, and, and I tell you what, anybody that's listening, if, if we give, you know, whatever my contact info is at the end, I will send them a affirmation workshop, you know, how yeah. to do that. Uh, I'd be happy to do that to help them through the process if they take the action and reach out to me to do that. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I like yeah. that. Um, and we will do that. I want to make okay. sure everyone gets your contact information can take advantage of that Great. generous gift. Uh, very generous gift. Uh, I, I have to go here because um, obviously – I'm in the franchise community, sure. right? Franchise business community. And um, you brought up something earlier when we were speaking, and that's self-awareness. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that there is a difference between being an entrepreneur and being a franchipreneur sure. and having self-awareness around where do you belong. Can can we talk about the difference between being an entrepreneur and a franchipreneur? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and again, there is a, a definite distinction Um I knew I was going to have to be an entrepreneur when I got fired from my first three jobs. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> right, Ralph. <laughs> I, 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 I always had a better way to do it. I, I was not a corporate button-down person. Uh, and, and I always had this vision of being in business for myself. And, and, and I literally had a little bit of a franchise experience with the sporting goods store. It sure. wasn't a franchise per se, but they had systems in place and structure. And then it was just a matter of me coming in and, and adding my personality to that structure that was already there. And don't get me wrong. They had the structure, but I still worked 80 to a hundred hours a week to make that thing work. Yep. Uh, and, 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 and again, I love doing it being in the sporting good uh, arena. I hated the hours though. I was literally, you know, married to that business. Um, and, and, and literally when I went and started my company out in Seattle, it was my brother and I, we had a game plan and a marketing strategy of what we wanted to do and build. We wanted to build a $50 million company in five years. We had a 10-step marketing plan. We read a book. I still have the excerpts from it, and I still have the original marketing plan called The Magic of Thinking Big by Robert Schwartz, another great book. And again, if you're listening, this would be a good action step. The power of The Magic of Thinking Big. And literally, we had everybody that worked with us read that book and 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 again one of the one of the quotes uh, that that I love it's not from the book it's my own little goals and little visions attract little thinkers and little people big goals and big visions attract big thinkers and big resources so literally you know that's what we do I, I was like how are we going to do this we're going to start a 50 million dollar business Okay, my brother and I on a $50,000 home equity, my home equity line of credit. What happens if I fail? No house over here. What happens if I fail? Oh, my mother-in-law, my mom loses her house. My father-in-law loses $50,000. But they believed in me more than I believed in myself. And we made it work. And, and so, uh, again, to me, that was my personality. Not everybody has that, that risk tolerance to be able to step into the unknown of, I got to figure out how to make this happen. I got to surround myself with the people and the systems versus stepping into a uh, a pre-planned kind of 85% of it is already figured out for you. And yes. don't get me wrong, when you're in a franchise, I know lots of good friends and clients that have franchises, they still work their tails off. Okay, Absolutely. They still have to be the best version. They still have to continue to learn and grow. They have to look at how can they put their personal stamp on that? How are they, you know, what differenti differentiates them from everybody else? And, yeah. and again, to me, that is the magic of business 
is two things. Again, uh, right people and right opportunities, but going a little deeper, who's your target audience and what's the message that resonates with them? We knew that when we were doing the juicing uh, and, and, and literally we did two years of free seminars where we saw 600,000 people that told us what they liked, what they didn't like. And when we went to put it on TV, we didn't hope it worked. We knew exactly what pe- motivated people to yep. hit and buy what we were selling. Yep. And, and look, we're all selling something, whether it's yourself, a service or product. And if you're not passionate about it, if you're not the most learned person about it, if you're not looking for different ways to differentiate yourself, uh, then you're just going to be part of the crowd. And getting to that magnificent 1% means you have to do something different than the rest of the population. So the question is, what is different about your product or service? What is different about you that's going to be, un- uh, again, unique selling proposition yep. to make you stand out from everybody else out there? Every single business that we worked with is one of the first things we do. How do we differentiate ourselves from the competition? Yeah. So. And having self-awareness around that, and you said something when you were sharing, uh, having self-awareness is important. And you and I were talking earlier that really to be an entrepreneur, you are part of a 1% club. And that 1% club is needed because that 1% club, which is, that's what allows for the franchise business community to happen. And you said something earlier, also risk tolerance, knowing your self-awareness around your own risk tolerance. I would say most of us fall not in the entrepreneur camp, but most of us fall in the entrepreneur camp because it is a risk mitigation strategy and aligns better with our risk tolerance. I actually, that's a very true statement. I actually have a client uh, I uh, just finishing up working with over the last year and he owned three franchises um, uh, and again, was very successful at it. Uh, and wanted to step outside the franchise arena and get a standalone business um, and and helped him, again, visualize and, and, and be intentional with what that looked like and whiteboarded and came up and, and literally three months ago, um, within weeks of his wife having their third child, he bought a business, uh, you know, a standalone business and is now out there training and systematizing based on what he learned in the franchise industry to go out and do that on his own. Um, and, and again, there, there's pros and cons to every type of business you're in, but what he learned through franchising, he's now taking and looking for his own business that he can potentially franchise and replicate. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to come back to that word. Integrate, right? The the two sides, uh, the entrepreneur and the Integrate and intentionality are the two (laughs) words of the day. Okay. I I like those two words of the day very much. So, uh, any new ventures on the horizon for you? Um, yeah, I have something really exciting that's, that's in the works and, um, not at total liberty to, to talk about it, but it's working around mental health. And, and, and again, that's been such kind of like a taboo word, uh, and am working with, uh, one of the top, uh, psychotherapists in the Southeast, wow. uh, who's written multiple books and has this program. Um, and, and, and again, I, I just think it's like being in business, you know, understanding the need for it in the marketplace and then how to position and make that happen. But yeah, we, 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 we are talking about, uh, you know, how do we take that, scale it 
and really make it so that there are tools made available to people that can't afford to uh, you know, meet with a, a psychologist or a, a psychotherapist and, and provide them with a platform, uh, again, for the fitness, emotional fitness. And, and I think there's such a great need for that out there right now and, and have seen um, more people take their lives uh, you know, because of that emotional struggle, and Absolutely. and, and I, I just like my dad, the why is I don't I don't want anybody to feel that I, it's just a horrible experience. Uh, no yeah. parent should have to you know outlive their child and have seen it with multiple people and with a couple of clients that I work with. Unfortunately, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I look forward to yeah. seeing if that it. comes to fruition. I really, really hope so. Uh, thank you for sharing. Good stuff. Uh, in closing, any additional thoughts or advice that you would like to share to our listeners? I, I always come back, um, you know, to, to the same thing. Uh, listening and learning uh, are part of growing and earning, um, but nothing's going to change until you get up and take action. So I'm going to reiterate it again right now. What is one thing you're going to do differently as a result of what you heard today um, uh, uh, to help move you in the direction you want to go? Is it buying a franchise? Call Pam. Is it, is it, is it, is it being a better husband, a better wife, a better parent? Uh, is it getting uh, physically fit? Whatever it is, write down one thing, one action, one phone call, one person, one email, one book, whatever it might, is it reading the happiness advantage? Is it reading my book clarity? You know, whatever it is, nothing happens until you take action, get it out of your head, get it down on paper, and then take that action as soon as you possibly can. Nothing in life happens until you get it out of your head, down on paper, and you take some type of action in the direction that's going to create the result to move you where you want to go. Thank you for that, Steve. And I'm feeling motivated. I'm ready to go. (laughs) I I really am. I I just, so many great words of wisdom. And I very much appreciate you sharing. And uh, yeah, uh, awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me on the show. And again, anybody that wants those affirmation workshops, Steve at stevecesari.com is where you can find me. Uh, Would you spell your name, please? uh, S-T-E-V-E at... S-T-E-V-E-C-E-S-A-R-I. Steve at stevecesari.com. Beautiful. Thank you. Does that work? Appreciate it. Good. Thank you. Honored to be here. God bless you guys. Go out and take some massive action. (laughs) Well said. Uh, And I just also want to say not only thank you to Steve, but thank you to our listeners. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to the Franchise Business Radio Show. Again, powered by Franchise City. My business partner, uh, who also has a YouTube channel, Franchise City. Uh, it's all about taking action, getting educated. Again, this is Pamela Curry, the host of Franchise Business Radio Show, as well as a certified franchise consultant. Please remember that if you or someone you know is considering franchise ownership and want to take action, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, That's what I'm here for. I want to be a resource to you. I want you to help you navigate those waters. You do not need to do that by yourself. That is what we specialize in, and there's no cost to you to use our services. So uh, again, 
uh, feel free to reach out to Pamela Curry. Um, that's Pam at FranchiseIntellect.com. And I do want to say thank you to our listeners for tuning in. As always, um, also want to say thank you to our sponsors, uh, my business partner, Franchise City, a better way to buy a franchise, my other business, Franchise Intellect, insider knowledge for selecting a franchise and we integrate together franchise city and franchise intellect and also made possible by franserve the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization take care thank you again for joining pamela curry and her guests for the franchise business radio show sponsored by franchise intellect knowledge of the franchise community for franchise selection more info at franchiseintellect.com also made possible in part by franchise.city a better way to buy a franchise more info at franchise.city and franserve the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization more info at franserve.com use the social media links here to share today's show and check out more episodes at franchisebusinessradio.com